Hey, AGs, are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. I've got a fatal case of not giving a shit. (laughs) I'm Kiki Monique, and I am in the business of other people's business. Yes! I'm here for it. You guys, I'm so excited to talk about normal's other people. I was going to say normal people's business, because I'm thinking about the show on Hulu, Normal People, which, you know, sometimes to just think about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You guys, it's Annie's Girls. It's episode 316, and I'm so excited to be joined by one of my favorite guests who every day, every day, I think, when is she moving back to New York City so we can go grab drinks? I'd, I'd love for it to happen. Maybe that, maybe today's episode will be an East Coast intervention because we want her back, but I'm so excited she's here today. You know her as the talk of shame, professional talker, social media journalist, CEO of Deep Dives, host of the podcast, I'm Sorry, with Lemonada Media, and I know her as one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram, Kiki Monique. Kiki, how are you? Oh my God, I'm so good. I mean, I was actually thinking maybe I'll spend like a month in New York. In July? In July, because we got Jen Shaw's trial coming up. And since like lawyer, I'm going to add that to my bio. Yes, (laughs) I'm here for it. Actually, there's something that we were talking about pre-show, which I'm going to discuss. Just remind me. And as soon as we're done recording, I want to have a little conversation. 
conversation with you. About it. Do you know anything about like, I keep saying like, I want to get some like mezzanine, mezzanine seats, like center back. But like, do you know, in like the tea of learning, do we know how to even go about getting fucking tickets to this circus? Well, act? you... Believe it or not, I called the clerk today yes, because I was trying because to set best. up my situation because I was like, do you know, like, do I need press some access sort of special? or something? Yeah. No, it's it oh, seems no. like all we have to do. There's a QR code that um, you go there, <laughs> You're you scan. Off. Okay, great. <laughs> And you scan this QR code. It basically is like, I think it's like for COVID protocol. And you get in there and um, you can just go and you have access to it. I mean, of course, I would love to see if there's a way to get press access. Maybe you get better treatment, but, you know, we'll figure out how that works. But yeah, I mean, I'm just going to show up there. Like they open the doors at 8 a.m. Her trial is not till 9.30, but there's a cafeteria, the clerk said. So you can go hang out in the cafeteria until the courtroom opens. And, you know, obviously you can't bring any recording devices. She said they're going to take our phones too. So I'm going to be like, hide it. I'm going to see if I can hide a phone, but. (laughs) You know what I might love about this is that you're saying that on a a recorded podcast about about a federal trial. Anything else you want to sneak in and do that's illegal? Should we? Totally, okay, totally. Great, 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 great. Just kidding. Just kidding. It was all jokes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, otherwise, I'm going to have to go on YouTube and, and figure out the best way to take uh, courtroom notes as, you know, because if it's only pen and paper and we're going to have to get all of these things that are happening, it's not going to be the same as the, the Johnny Depp. It's not going to be televised, not going to be able to rewind. It's uh, going to be a lot more difficult to recap. Wait, so what's going to end up happening, God forbid they do take away our phones, is that I'm going to do what Aziz Ansari did on Parks and Rec, which is draw myself a phone and then just hit the piece of paper and pretend that I'm texting people. Like, I don't know. The Phones have been either really good or really bad for my ADD, but, like, I need to – I'm a tactile person. Like, even since I was a little kid, if I was taking notes, I was sketching, like, on the sides. Like, my note – my legal pads are just filled with – doodles all over it's like a nightmare like I I don't I think we need to have maybe like is an in-between like a Nokia phone maybe (laughs) (laughs) right it's like you know we bring the Zach Morris phone from Saved by the Bell be like clearly there's nothing I can do with this what (laughs) about a non-functioning Blackberry no, you know, I, I do still have, have one of those. I still have my pink one. And I also have oh, my I have my, my Motorola Razor or whatever, Motor Motorina or whatever. <laughs> Wait, so this is the whole this is how we're going to get fucked with this trial is because it's a federal trial. So I was told you might have told me this or Emily D Baker might have told me this or the Bravo docket one of my legal <laughs> experts might have told me this that because it's a federal trial it's not being televised that somehow it being a federal trial makes it not televised or something. Yeah, that's why we couldn't, like, I couldn't get information on the Todd Crisley case. That's, a, you know, federal, you know, so, oh. yeah, so that's why I have to be in New York and I have to go into the courtroom because, you know, like, sure, there will be, like, a few media outlets who can afford to, um, you know, probably send a few people then, but then we have to wait for them to report on it. And it's like, no, I want the information myself. So I don't know if I have to do a GoFundMe for it be like, I need to be in New York for a month. Because this is going to, according to the to the the legal document that I, I saw, that I, 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 oh, I also set up a Pacer account. So the legal oh, document. It's exactly, this is how lawyery I'm getting. I set up a Pacer account, which is like a special sort of like where you get all the, the forms and all the things that are filed. 
And it says in this document, it's going to last four to five weeks. Um, and so I'm going to have to be in New York for four or five weeks. The interesting about this form too, is this is actually a letter from Jen Shaw's attorney to the judge because the you know the trial's been delayed so many Multiple times. Multiple times. Right? I had it in my calendar the first time. I was so upset. I was like, "What? I like booked color around this." <laughs> like, I didn't really. I didn't really. This the strongly worded letter. It was like basically saying, "Look, we're a small law firm, and it's you're putting undue sort of hardship on us because we've had to delay. We've blocked out time October 2021, then right. again in March 22, and so you know this is." Called causing us hardship. And if you're planning to delay it again, we're going to ask that you give us another judge because who can fit it on the schedule. So I think oh. that that was sent to the judge. And it looks like the response came back because it does say that this trial will commence July 18th at 9.30 a.m. in courtroom 23A and will continue day to day until its completion. So I don't think it'll be delayed again. Wait a second. I had in my Google account for July 11th. Are you telling me it got delayed again from the 11th to the 18th? Well, this is... The, the letter that I just downloaded today Are says it will commence fucking... July 18th. Not like I have literally any plans, but like I'm going to pretend to be really upset because I spent almost a second putting that in my Google Cal. Now I have to double that time to change the date. Are you kidding? Also, is this not the worst day of Jen's life when she found out it wasn't going to be televised? Like you're not even getting press from this. It's just going to be the walks. I know. And I mean, look, I would also love like if we can because that was the thing, because in the letter, it does it does say that it was originally set for July 11th. You were right. It does say right. that it was originally set for July 11th. And so when they sent this letter and they said, so I guess the, the judge's response was it'll commence July 18th. So that was the that was the day that could fit in the schedule. So I don't think so. Maybe we're breaking news. People probably still think it's July 11th. It's going to be July 18th. Maybe we shouldn't tell people because we don't. <laughs> yeah, guys, uh, earmuffs or whatever. Be like them, the whatever wedding crashers or whatever the fuck where there were earmuffs happening. Um, So we're going to have to have a little, I think we should have a Bravo row. I think it should be you, me, and Emily. And we'll talk to each other and maybe watch a little bit of the trial or just like, I don't know, um, just chat, I guess, for like seven hours a day for five weeks. I'm not doing every – you're planning to do – well, if you're going to be here, you're going to do every day. I mean, if, you know, again, this would require someone to sponsor my life in some way. But, like, if somebody – if I can find some media outlet who wants to send me there as their correspondent. Why wouldn't – I mean, I don't know anything – shout out Lemonada Media, but why not do – you have I'm Sorry, your fantastic – podcast with Lemonada Media, which I've been so thankful to guest on and had an amazing experience. Why wouldn't they do an offshoot like a one episode a week that's just you talking about the trial? Giving a roundup that's of my the hope. Okay. That's my hope. I'm hoping I look I've I've put out I've we, sent okay. emails out today. All right. We'll see who responds to them. So but but like yeah if I have to be there for a month. You gotta be paid for that. It's like, it's going to be a lot of stuff. So, and, you know, obviously it'd be, you know, something that I think would be of interest to people. Um, so we'll see. Listen, to any news outlets out there, Kiki's available, I'm available. <laughs> and I just have to say, you could find yourself like a legal scholar and those people are great. But do they know housewives? You want someone who knows housewives. So when Jen stands up, on the middle of a Wednesday and starts yelling about Brooks, you want someone who knows what she's talking about. If she shows up, 
with a certain tracksuit. You're going to want to know if she shows up in a color you weren't expecting, but maybe a fabulous outfit we saw that she's, you know, putting on again from a previous season as a little thank you to her fans. You're going to want to know that. You're going to want to know. You're going to want to know the background. And that is something that only Bravoholics can really deliver absolutely on. and honestly i would love if we could find a way also to go fund me and get that uh, court drawer who was there for the black china kardashian case out for the jen shaw case can, can you imagine the uh looks the arts yes we would get the looks the art it would be amazing i mean i just think that like somebody I know what I want in my head. Somebody wants this too. And so somebody just needs to fund our lifestyle to make this happen. Um, I know that it's a much more serious trial than like when Naomi Campbell showed up for community service, wherever that was. But I will never forget the coverage on like Vogue.com or it was like Harper's Bazaar did like a full styled photo shoot because she showed up in full glam couture runway every day for community service and that in and of itself was a community service and I just want to yeah. see what Jen's gonna deliver I think she's gonna do like gray but sequins like how far do you think she'll take it um sequins might be a bit far maybe but I think it like a demure feathers. feather is there a demure feather? maybe maybe furry I don't know okay. about feathery right like you know like a fur a fur trim I could see yeah, yeah, but yeah. like but it's also July it's gonna be hot in New York it's sweaty it's it smells like pee like you know it's downtown like it's gonna be hot so she's gonna like you know she's gonna want to wear a lot of white a to look angelic and b just to like you know be lighter and also coach Shaw yeah because you're gonna you don't want to wear a lot of layers when it's summer you barely want you want to be walking around as close to fully nude as humanly possible like it's exactly it is trash no new yorkers aren't here during the summer new yorkers who can flee and those of us who can't afford to we're here and we enjoy the silence but everybody else is like living their best lives um what is kind of interesting i i don't know if you know anything about this like what's the deal with coach shaw because isn't he isn't now when coaches are doing recruiting or training camps or something like is he gonna be there in court with her i would imagine he would be because you know I mean, he's probably put in for, yeah, time off. I mean, again, it's going to be five weeks of their life. And I can't imagine that she would be there all by herself. But, I mean, who knows? I, You know, I don't know. I mean, I would think so, though. Right? I also wonder, I mean, I think Heather Gay said, and I don't know how literal she was being, and that's not a judgment of her, but, like, said something along the lines of, like, we'll be there to support you or something. I wonder how they're going to film this or what the current filming schedule looks like. Will they still be filming? Will they have cast go to New York to quote unquote support her, noting that they can't get any like B-roll inside of the courthouse from their cameras or cameras that aren't allowed in court? I wonder what that is going to look like just for production. I definitely think that they will have cameras like, you know, around when that's happening, because that would be a miss if they didn't. Um, And then hopefully they'll come to us for the uh, footage of what happens inside. 
can you even bravo if you're listening the after show of after shows the people's yeah. court is all i'm saying it's gonna be great listen speaking of great there's other shit happening that's happening on tv we've got the dubai premiere atlanta was in new york beverly hills was at Sutton's store doing some stuff. Um, I'm curious about your thoughts. What's really gotten your attention of the franchises that are on air? And none of them is a completely appropriate response. Is there anything that you've kind of been focused on or thinking of where you're like, wow, I can't believe that happened or I want to unpack that a little bit more? Is there anything that, as, as the CEO of Deep Dives, has there been... Uh, a topic, a plot line that you've wanted to to deep dive that's gotten your attention? Well, I definitely, I mean, Dubai, I mean, that premiere was amazing. And I need to understand why Caroline Stansberry and- Stansberry? Um, <laughs> Stansberry, oh my God. Oh. Yeah, what's her name? <laughs> Caroline Stansberry, isn't it? I don't know. Chanel Ion, it's the best moment of Chanel Ion's life just now. She's going to run with it. Yes, yeah, Stansberry. Stansberry. That's it. Stanberry. Stanberry. One less S. Okay. I've been saying her her name wrong for years. Oh, I love it. I shouldn't have said anything. I should have just let that go. Oh, God. Um, Missed opportunity. Next time. Next time. But yeah, I want to know what the beef between her and, yeah, Chanel. Like, they just don't, like, get along at all. And there's got to be something deeper there. Because we're not. And I don't feel like we saw it. Do you think it is potentially as simple as two alphas meeting and deciding there can be only one this is true i mean highly highly possible but aren't all i feel like all women or not all but like the majority of women on on these shows are alphas no there's like usually a couple betas just because you needed them for just like to play the foil or whatever but i feel like most of them are alphas I think an overwhelming majority of them consider themselves alphas and then oftentimes when meeting up with the rest of the cast decide I'm either not going to sacrifice what these other (laughs) women are doing in which to become the true alpha nightmare of the group or um, sometimes there's a little bit of a, a just a genuine shift that takes place. I don't know how much of that is because of the very nature of filming or anything else, but there does seem to be... On Chanel Ion's side, a dislike, and on Caroline Stanberry's side, a dislike and discomfort. And I feel like some of that has to do with them trying to figure out who is going to be the star of this group. That makes sense. I can see that. Yeah. Like on the, you know, there's a cast Q&A, which Bravo gave me permission to record. So AGs can listen to that on the AG Patreon, a 20 minute Q&A that followed this screening premiere party that uh, was held at um, here in New York last week. And um, there was a point when they were asked who their favorite housewife was. And it was just like wild answers. Like Stanberry said one of her favorites was Lisa Rinna. Chanel Ion said one of her favorites was Jen Shaw. It was like absolutely chaotic. But the majority of the group, including Caroline Stanberry, also noted Lisa Vanderpump. And it made me kind of think of the ways that these women view currying favor among housewives 
regardless of whether or not they're still in the cast and the sense that like they might look at LVP and say she's a great housewife she's my favorite they might also say like I don't want to piss this woman off Mm. and yet the opposite of is true already of how they react to each other in the group like Stanberry isn't concerned about pissing off Ion. Ion's not yeah. con- certainly not concerned about pissing off no. Stanberry, which is an interesting way to start a show. Well, it is, but I find that like that's been the the trend in all of the franchises lately. Like even if you so if you watched Atlanta, you know the most recent episode yeah. of Atlanta, um the newest housewife of uh, the Olympic, what I don't remember Sonya. her name, the Olymp- you know, she was getting into it with Drew, which felt kind of left field, right? You know, like they had developed this really good friendship that, you know, she got into a car accident. She was the first one she called. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she was kind of like digging into her. And and it, it definitely felt very much like first season, I need to make my mark. Oh, interesting. And, you know, Drew is the target, right? Drew is clearly the target this season for everybody, I think. Even though Kenya's giving her giving her a break, which is kind of interesting, but like I feel like Drew's the target, so it was an easy one for Sonia to go after. And I think that's just the trend. It's like I want to stay on. I don't want to be, um, you know, you don't want what's happened to uh, what's her name Tracy from Jersey to be like cut out of the reunion. That's, that's <laughs> tough. That's after all that glam. Oh my god. So, yeah, you don't really care how you react with the current cast because it's all about making your mark. And so it doesn't surprise me that, you know, there's going to be that beef. But it just, I don't know, for some reason, it just felt like it went back further. But no, it could be just, you're you're right, something as simple as just they knew that they wanted to be top dog and there's only room for one. And the Drew of it all is so interesting because here is someone who obviously seems very aware of her standing or being in the environment of housewives and is ready to monetize it as so many are is ready to go to the next level and feels like she wants to really secure her future and she's coming hard for Sheree she's coming hard for some of these women she's saying things as far as her business goes that are reliably housewifery and yet they make absolutely less than zero strategic or business sense how do we think she's doing like can you fail upwards at this point on Atlanta is that what we're watching play out you know when they were getting on her about her uh lose it with Drew program I don't honestly I felt like they were being really hard on her like because I'm like, okay, she has what sounds to me like a program that you can follow in various ways, which is somebody who has gone on multiple, you know, weight loss programs, then yeah, it's like you do typically have like a journal that you keep, but you also might need a support group a la Weight Watchers, but you also might also need to go to a camp because you need a kick, you know, a kickstart. So I didn't find anything wrong with her model, but they, it's just like funny in this world too, where it's like everybody now, because Housewives has become the new true crime doctor, like trying to uncover like who's up to shadiness because they want to see their own arrest. They want to see their own Jen Shaw in a way because it brings so much viewership. I mean, look at Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, Erica Jane is, that whole season exploded so that people who didn't even watch Housewives were interested in this trial. Jen Shaw gets arrested, and now Salt Lake City people, a franchise that people like thought was going to be a huge failure, yeah. failure is now like on everyone's mind, you know? So it's, it's kind of weird that they're kind of 
throw, trying to throw each other under the bus in that respect. Do you think that they're saying Ponzi scheme because they think it's actually illegal? Or do you think that they're just saying that to be insulting? I think they're saying it to be an insulting because they know, be, but also because the likelihood that, that we're going to find Ponzi schemes and housewives <laughs> is like higher than normal because these, you know, it's very easy. And that's the thing. Like if you just keep throwing Ponzi scheme out there, somebody's going to probably be in a Ponzi scheme at some point. I mean, listen, there's the all in with Teddy Joe, which to me is completely beyond dangerous and unethical disordered eating factory style Michigas. like and the fact that she knows because it went viral and did nothing about it and in fact double down shows that teddy is an absolute monster she i think she's a <laughs> bad per she is my i said this on social this weekend and i just heard from og of the ag damien bellino who's like what inspired this and i said i just was thinking about her and i realized i couldn't do it without spiraling she has replaced danielle staub as my number one housewife's trigger i cannot Whoa, i can't think about her major. i know i can't think about her without getting viscerally upset i wish i could almost hate watch her social except she blocked me and all in blocked me when i asked very innocently if i could have carrots for lunch which if you know of the viral story <laughs> <laughs> carrots is like worse than a lard tub thing of butter. Nothing. Wait, carrots? Yeah, they said that like you're not allowed to eat carrots. Maybe unless it's for a snack because of like fucking sugar, which like I don't know anyone who was like, guess what? I lost all this weight because I, I cut out carrots. Like I don't think that's I don't think that's the thing. And it's also just what an indicator that you're trying to get people to starve themselves because you think that carrots is too much of a delicacy and a dessert treat in which to snack. She's just such a piece of shit. I can't take her. But when I hear of the Drew stuff, I'm like, it reminds me less of Teddy Joe and more of Sonia Morgan. And like that, I don't think there's a real business model here. So I can't even get into the minutia of like, what are you doing? Because it feels a little, you know, uh, toaster oven with no toaster. I don't even think no. about a box. Yeah. I, 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 I think that that's more like it. I agree. I think it's like it's less Ponzi scheme and more just like delusions of grandeur yes. of like, I've made it on this reality show and I need to like keep throwing out anything until it sticks uh -huh. because... I have this opportunity and yeah, it definitely feels more like that um, because, um, you know, I don't know if Drew, Drew, I don't know if Drew is the person I would necessarily consider as like the go-to if I want to like get in shape. Like Sheree was right. She's like, you know, I got this. Like when I see Sheree, I think like, oh wow, she has kept herself in shape. If she started like a, a program, I'd probably join in because like I've seen her over the years and she's like, She's always stayed super fit, but in really great shape. So it makes sense. Drew, I mean, we have, because we have the weave line. Because didn't we have a weave line or a wig line last year? Yeah, she brought that. Didn't she bring that wig to the party? Was that her? I thought it was her wig for some reason. <laughs> Maybe not. Oh, my God. I hope it was, because then at least she got a discount on it. it Maybe it wasn't. For some reason. the $500 <laughs> whatever it was. That's when I got really upset. I got very triggered by her trying to pass off. I think it was, like, luggage as, like, an expensive gift, as did the women. It was just, just no, just write a check at that point. Like, don't try to pretend this is right.
And all of this, I feel like, is ultimately just a cover-up. Um, she's trying to, A, make a life for herself and just distract from her own marriage. Yeah. Because the reality is, like, that marriage... Every time I watch them on screen together, I just cringe. Because it's like, his overacting of, like, love and, and love... You know, it's like he leaves a room and it's like... And it's like, you only do that when you are just trying so hard to cover up the fact that you are just not a good guy. And I don't mm. think he's a good guy. What do you think of them attempting to work on their marriage? What do you think the goal should be that they're working toward? Could be. I, I, I think I, I just I think that they're talking around working on the marriage, but like the core thing, the fact that he still won't admit what happened in Tampa, the fact that he, like he just won't admit like that the massage thing with the with the assistant was weird. It wasn't like that's not normal behavior. Yeah. He's still talking and making excuses until they can get through this barrier of like stop lying to me they're not there's nothing to work on yeah it reminds me a little bit of what dwight said about she by sheree like a fashion show with no fashions how dreadful like we're looking for a healthy marriage here but it, it cannot be found like you can continue to dig looking for it but all you're gonna see is rubble like there's just not there, how do you create something that maybe never existed between these two people? Can you do that after, I think they have two kids, they have three kids together. They've been married for however many years. They share a home. If the marriage has maybe been toxic through now, which I don't know is true, but just playing that out, can you make something that has been toxic since its inception healthy? Like how would that, how would you do that? It would require just a lot more than I think what I see them putting in. Like, you know, I don't think that like praying for it or, you know, having these like, you know, romantic gestures of like, you know, over the top Ugh. love that's like, you know, externally show. I it just that's not going to do it. It's going to they have to go within <laughs> They have to go within. Um, and I just don't think Ralph is ready to just be honest. I really don't. What do you think honesty looks like to him? I think his, what it looks like to him would be he might lose his marriage if he was honest about all the things that probably mm. were going down, in my opinion. Because I just, again, I don't know any man who says I went to Tampa, but it just won't talk about it. Yeah. Like every time it's brought up, it's still obviously nagging at her, the fact that she still brings it up, which means she doesn't have resolution and the fact that he's unwilling to give it to her that's not that's not honest yeah and the counsel from the therapist of like go through i might be fucking this up so feel free to fact check me or tell me to go fuck myself like the the counsel from the therapist the like experiment of go 30 days without arguing with each other i'm thinking like is that what we want to do? We want to silence how Drew especially is feeling right now? What is what is the goal? I don't understand, but I'm also not a therapist, so I, I, I might not get it. Like, what's the goal of that? You know, I don't know. I mean, because not to keep going all over the place. Go for but it. Like, this is what it's, we're here for. I, I really did feel for Jennifer Aiden mm. this past season, you know, um, I love Margaret, but bringing that up when it was something that clearly she had buried, mm. um, 
Now, knowing that she buried it just for herself was kind of interesting, though, because if she had buried it and, and, and because her and her husband had resolved it, I would say, look, you you sometimes you make a choice. Right. And if that choice is that you both have agreed to let this go, then you have to let it go. And it, to ever be brought up and like ripped off again is really cruel. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially now that the kids are old enough to know what's going on. Right. I just I felt so bad about that. Now, I guess it's a little different because it seems like she buried it without actually addressing it. So she was actually holding on to a lot of it. Mm. So I guess in that case, um, it probably did need to come up again because she needed to resolve it. But I just, I think in general, like if you as a couple, if someone steps out and if you decide that you are honestly going to just let it go, then then that's your decision. Let it go. Maybe we don't have to talk about it ever again and maybe we can just bury it and move on. Um, but I think people have a hard time doing that. <laughs> and it's clear because again, with Drew, she seems to bring it up anytime they get into these little moments because it's like the minute the massage thing comes up, it gets thrown back to Tampa, right? Yeah. You know, so... I mean, I don't know that I have ever been cheated on. It is entirely possible. I I don't. I, that's the whole glory of it is that you actually really don't know if someone has stepped out on a relationship. If that is the framework of what a relationship looks like to you, you might have an open relationship in which there's a whole other set of, of terms and understanding. But I would wonder people have every right to work through it and make the active choice to stay. That's a choice that you get to make for your family and hopefully most importantly for yourself. I would though wonder, because dishonesty seems like such a key part of cheating, how you get to the other side. Like what does that work look like to not only repair and and get to a point where you're hopefully both you both feel comfortable safe and secure in you know starting a new chapter together but also working through to what the truth was behind why this happened like that requires such a delicate a delicate honesty and a brave one that like I don't know how you get to that point when a lot of couples aren't don't have to do that work often like the force of adultery pushes you toward doing that radical honesty I just don't know how you get to the other side because that that actual act of radical honesty is so painstaking it requires so much much effort from both sides I don't know I don't even know like we've seen you know Shannon and David go to funeral camp that didn't that didn't end up you know in the place that they wanted it to be or maybe it did maybe the honest part that they came to was like you know what we were working toward this but actually it's just simply no it's no longer alive it's no longer there which is of course a completely appropriate response because it it was the best it ended up being the best for both of them and for their family but like with Jen and Bill like how do you get to that point is reality TV what pushed you toward that if you didn't feel comfortable having those conversations for a decade or 11 years or whatever it was? Well, that's the thing. Like, I think a lot of these, you know, people talk about the, you know, the curse of the housewives mm. and all of this stuff. But I think that a lot of times these people end up on these shows because they are looking for some sort of like so change, 
kick in the ass, reboot in some way, and they think that they can, this could offer, right? Maybe they, they tried the kid thing. People sometimes think the kid will do it, and it's like, that didn't work. And it's mm. like, so this is just another way to sort of like to reboot. Um, and it doesn't always work. I mean, as we now have seen, you know, Jennifer Armstrong from OC just filed for divorce right? today. Oh, did she? I know that she had just yeah. filed for separation. Oh, divorce. But now she's amended oh it, and now it's officially divorced. What was the name on there? Was it Ryan or Ryan? Ryan. <laughs> was okay, Ryan. Sorry to interrupt. I just needed to know because you don't know. I don't know what he's going by. Well, I didn't look at the official documents, but the article I read definitely said Ryan. So, yeah. Okay, sorry. What were you saying? So, yeah, no. And so I think, like, you know, and I think that's just what happens. I think, like you said, getting to the root of why Mm. these infidelities happen, that really dictates, I think, where it goes. Mm -hmm. Because let's say you get to the root of it and it's because you do love this person, but you just want to sleep with other people. And you decide that you want to just have an open relationship but still stay together. Maybe you can resolve that yeah. if that's the you know yeah, solution of course, you get to. Um, but if the you know if you get to it's like I don't love you anymore and I'm not attracted to you anymore. Well, then that's probably not going to resolve itself. You're going to have to like you know. Well, I mean, you're making so many great points, as you always do. And I feel like the getting to the honest part and the fact that that might be the goal for some people, it might not also be the goal of both people in the housewives couple. It could be one person coming on this show subconsciously or or otherwise because they're thinking, I'm not getting what I need right now. And the pressure, the push of being on reality TV, what greater mirror, albeit edited, could there be which not to change franchises but this is the merry journey that we're taking which I'm obsessed with it's why I have so much issue with the presentation of the Erica Jane Tom divorce because I don't think we're being given an honest explanation and my instinct which could be entirely wrong is because there isn't one there is no honest explanation of why these two people split up in any tension, discomfort, emotionally manipulative situation in their marriage. All of that can be true, but I don't think that's why they got divorced. Otherwise, we would be seeing it in some of Erica's reactions to Tom's crimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like we, any couple that you saw either go through um like a separation or it seemed like there was there was always a sign yes. like we always saw it as viewers no matter what and literally we never saw an inkling of that and i'm sorry like let's be real like they were gonna stay together if tom girardi had money until he died erica jane 100%. was gonna be with him until she died and so that's why I just you know bringing up the, you know these text messages that you found yeah you probably did find text messages and he probably was doing those things you also probably did not care let's be honest because that's what when we decide what sort of what our relationship looks like we can make those rules. Like, I don't care if he screws around with somebody because I have 40,000 in glam that I need to take care of Mm -hmm. each month and he takes care of it. So yeah, I agree. Like, I don't think that 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 divorce was um, anything other than like, I need to jump ship because the, I mean, look, he admitted in the deposition, I have no money in any of my bank accounts. 
And that does not work for Erica's lifestyle. And also, P.S., speaking of jumping ship, I think he's the one who told her that. Like, I think he, I don't think this was Erica making this decision for herself. I think it was a strategic choice that it was made to protect her and protect him as best they could do in a situation in which protection is is rapidly dwindling. Like, the possibilities for it are becoming almost insurmountable. This is her desperate act to hold on. And that's the thing, like, you know, it's so it's so sad, but like, Sorry, there's a trash truck. Let me let them go by. Oh, my God. Tell Erica I said hi. Oh, my God. Um, But, like, I think Tom loved Erica so much. And look, she even talked about it in, like, the last season about how he was calling her every day and all of these things. Like, he loved her so much. He probably loved her so much that he was, like, "You're, you're hot right now. You're on one of the hottest shows right now you need to replace me because I can't take care of you anymore. Mm. And like, you don't want to lose all your age and looks. You need to go find you someone while you still are the hottest thing on the market. So yes, go be free. I mean, that's so, it sounds so, I don't know. Someone probably will say it's anti-feminist, but like, look again, if you've decided that your role in life is like, I want to be a sugar baby well, and feminism ultimately, correct me if I'm wrong, and I probably am, um, theater major, hi. Um, uh, but feminism to me is the idea that men and women should be treated equally. And so she has the right to decide how she wants to um, identify her own goals, desires, and how to get there. Like, you can be as much of a feminist and uh, be financially supported by your husband as you could be if you were not. Like, I, I think ultimately it's like, I think Erica's a piece of shit, and I would call her that if she was a man or a woman. You know, like, I think that's the perfect idea of feminism, is saying that Erica Jane is truly a supervillain and can go fuck herself absolutely every day. Every day. And she reminds us of that with her dumbass vibrator jokes in which to hide from responsibility for being a bitch. Like, I think that, yeah, it's I, I see no, no problems with the idea of identifying as a feminist in the lifestyle that she... Um, is afforded with funds stolen from burn victims. <laughs> but tell us how you really feel. You know, speaking of how do I really feel, <laughs> I do want to pivot ever so slightly um, to this whole conundrum happening on BH with Crystal, Sutton, and Garcelle, which seems incredibly complicated. And I just want to get your perspective sort of starting with the question Garcelle aimed Crystal's way about, do you think anything Sutton said would have been okay? Yeah. I, I hate when I see Garcelle and Crystal and Sutton, when any of the three of them yeah. sort of get into it. Cause I want them to just remain the strong 100%, trio. 100%, 100%. Cracks in the foundation. We don't love it. We've got dream team, dream team. Yeah. But, like, it was clear in that moment that, like, Garcelle did want to show her loyalty to Sutton, which I thought was also very important. Um, You know, I didn't, you know, I think obviously Crystal was caught completely off guard Mm -hmm. by saying that she thought she was, you know, had set Sutton up. 
Um, and I think I would have preferred if that conversation had happened just between the three of them. Mm. Like, I didn't like that Garcelle had brought it up in front of the the Fox part of the Fox Force Fox. You know, like, I, I, I just, like, I always want, like, those conversations to be had amongst them. And it's like, you hate to see, like, lines drawn, right, and teams. But that's how it is. Like, you don't want the other team to see your cracks because then they'll start mm-hmm. going after it, too. Um, you know, like, I think... Uh, it's so difficult because I really did truly feel for Sutton in that previous season because I did feel like Crystal was being like a little bit hard on her. And I I don't know. I just have this. I really have this soft spot for Sutton, which is funny because I couldn't stand her the first season. Mm. Like I literally could not stand her. The minute she didn't know who like Fenty was, like I just was like, <laughs> I'm over you. I can't stand you. Like sh- Shane, go away. But then, like, you know, when her and, you know, Garcelle started getting their relationship, obviously, I think Garcelle is the one that gave her, her, lended her credibility to me and, like, made me. And so I have this soft spot for her. And I do think that, like, I want to believe she just feels like a harmless person who does mm. not, who doesn't, like, know, she's not trying to harm people. But when she is, it's with a purpose, right? Like, the thing she's saying to Erica, I don't think she's trying to harm, but she's being straight up, like, this is how I feel and this is what I'm saying. And then she doesn't like that sort of thing. So um, I think they'll get through it. I just hope they get through it between the three of them. I don't think that those issues need to be in front of the entire group. How do you look at the difference between, between harmlessness and ignorance? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, because it could, I mean... If someone is being ignorant, it can absolutely be harmful. But um, if you're purposely just trying to be harmful, no, with with, with that's malice, right? right? If you're doing if you're doing harm and you know you're doing harm, we've learned that that is actually malice, which we're like getting really good in terminology now. And she does not seem malicious to me, um, and I think that's the difference. Like she says things. And then it's like, oh, so, like, sorry, I'm going to like be better, learn better. And, and I think she does. I actually think she does. But then, you know, but then you see stuff like, you know, her at Kyle's house, like talking about her French designer who can't get into the um, into the country. country. And you wonder, like, is she being a little malicious then because she doesn't believe Dorit? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So it's one of those great questions of intention versus impact in the sense that intention really does matter, but so does impact. You don't have to cancel one of them out if the other, uh, if, you know, if the intention is good, but the impact is bad, the impact is still bad. If the intention is bad and the impact is bad, that's also that's that's maybe that's maybe worse but it doesn't mean that the other option isn't also bad and that's I think the thing that people are struggling with and there are people who want to know what Sutton said because I think in finding out the information they want to be able to make the determination on her intention but conversely if the impact was so bad that Crystal is potentially triggered even thinking about it how do you force someone who is the only woman of color in that scene when it's Kyle Sutton and Crystal, if Crystal doesn't want to talk about it, how do you force someone to do that? Noting, as you said, 
that the group of women who are asking, Erica has a vested interest in yeah. Sutton looking like shit. Lisa's just there to clown out. So like yeah. whatever Erica does, she'll do it just sloppier and worse. Kyle, I don't actually know what to say about Kyle at this point. We're in a purgatory place right now until she cancels Teddy Joe, which is never going to fucking happen because life is never easy. And Dorit is just trying to survive. And I don't even mean that in a dickish way. She just really, I don't know. She's got a lot going on. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to, you know, it's, I don't know. But then Garcelle wants to know. So it's like. That's what I'm saying. Garcelle wants to know. And like Garcelle had a perfectly good point of saying, but I need to know because I need to know how this is going to affect my relationship. Like, don't make me here looking like a fool. And and so that to me is like trumps anything. And for that, Crystal owes her that explanation. It's just, it's only fair. Yeah. And I wonder, it is one of those things where like, it does feel, I don't think Kyle was wrong in the response of like, Sutton is really backpedaling here because she's nervous about what she said. Like, I don't think regardless of what Sutton said, that does appear to be what's happening. There is a reason that Sutton is very, very focused on moving on. And I do think it is somewhat obvious that that has something to do with her, like not wanting whatever she said to be spoken out loud. But I also get if there is, as Crystal has said prior, an understanding that they had where they decided they didn't want to talk about this, like at what point does that agreement become null and void? Like is Andy going to be the judge on this at the reunion who says like Crystal can always say I won't or Andy could God forbid ask Sutton and not Crystal specifically what Sutton said. But like, I would think Andy's going to push pretty hard. Do we have the right for the purpose of story for this to be told or rather do you think that it ever will oh i definitely think that they have edited that scene Mm -hmm. and it's going to be pulled at the reunion whether yeah whether because there's like i mean look at the end of the day they want us to tune into that reunion and and even if let's say crystal did at some point reveal what it was they probably won't even tell us during the season because now it's been sort of built up to this point where everyone wants to know and if they do that little sizzle reel for the reunion and it looks like it's going to come out well then they'll definitely share it um you know i think that i here's the thing i think that the reason the girls are so hard pressed for crystal to tell it though is because again they have her in this place of like they we feel like you use words that are too strong Mm. you know you've said that you felt violated you felt that this was a dark thing is it really as bad as you're saying or are you again like making it feel worse and i think that's why they're just like so like please tell us because we want to know if this is like really as bad as you're making it out to be or like bad in your mind and I think that's why they're pressing her so hard but I think for Garcelle she just really wants to know because that's her friend that Sutton is her friend and she needs to know like girl what's what what you've been saying two counters to that number one the idea that they are thinking which I think you're exactly right about which is why I'm so annoyed the idea that they're thinking again are you using the words again because they don't understand the meaning the first time so they're like Mm -hmm. now you have a record here even though they don't get because they're unwilling to acknowledge her experience which I think is 
a little bit of a problem. It is also a problem that they're asking her and not Sutton. And also from the Garcelle of it all, Garcelle just sort of said to Crystal, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, in front of this group of women, which is, you know, would I love it if it was the three of them? Yes. Is that part of her job? Also, yes. In a group scene to like say stuff like that. Maybe not this specific, but to say things, to ask questions in a group. Garcelle just said, I don't believe that you were actually upset by things that Sutton said. I think that you would have said that you were upset regardless, which is a very um, specific point to make. So I don't know what Crystal feels she needs to say to Garcelle, I think, as a follow-up. I uh, To me, I'm like, just tell Garcelle. <laughs> she has a right to know, and this is like, usurps the stuff. But that's very easy for me to say because I wasn't just accused, as Crystal was, of exactly baiting statements and responses, which is what I think Garcelle said to her, which which sucks. It does. Like it, it it does. So yeah, I mean I I agree. Like it's she's she's basically caught in like a really like she's in a catch 22 because like if she doesn't say anything, it's going to feel like Garcelle's going to feel like she's betrayed and then she does say something and it doesn't quote live up to yeah. the standards of what they believe, then she's go- they're going to add this on to like see and so it's she's she's in a she's in a tough spot. Um, and you know, well, I don't know we'll see how it plays out. I mean, that's such a good point as well. Like the idea that it has to live up to standards, they won't take <laughs> her at her word. She could say something that would be by the book, ignorant and triggering and upsetting. And if they don't have that experience as white women, they're going to tell her it's not good enough. So what a shitty position to be in where you're (laughs) not even allowed essentially by this group, the majority rule of white women on this cast who have long been on the show for years prior and have built up their own currency as housewives on top of everything else for them to say like, oh, that's not big enough drama. I'm sorry. Nope, nope. Even Erica, who like <laughs> hates Sun and wants to know. Like, I don't know what their responses would be. That's a really shitty spot to be in. Yeah, it is. I'm telling you, last week's episode, which I just rewatched episode before, it I spiraled. I like literally it has, I think, led to the downfall of my um, arch nemesis style blocked relationship with Teddy Joe. The idea that these women. Did you see what Lisa Rinna posted today? I took a screenshot of it because I, oh, yes. I had to repost it I, with um, scary music. Yeah. <laughs> um, this motherfucker posted on Instagram stories as I knew she would am I do I see the future possibly posted an Instagram story I wish they and tagged Teddy of course she did I wish because Teddy probably told her the exact sentence to use I wish they would hire Teddy Mellencamp back on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills she was a great fucking housewife no one believes that Teddy knows that's not true (laughs) nobody her kids don't believe that her husband selling robberies doesn't believe that Nobody believes it. Nobody. She's all out because she was fired, ma'am. She was so great that she was she was in fact let go. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't it's it's 
it's interesting how strong the relationship bond between mm. every like that cast and Teddy has remained. Because I guess I just I mean her and Kyle I saw the relationship, yeah. but like with everybody else, I didn't see that strong connection while they were on the show. So I'm so I'm just confused by it. Yeah, I think that's how alliances go. I don't think anyone really cares about Teddy. Un- except for Kyle. I think Kyle and Teddy have a strong relationship yeah. and also extremely strong working alliance, like hashtag sister wives. Like there is something there where Kyle knows she can depend on Teddy to stand for her absolutely regardless. And a part of that is shitting on everyone else. Like that they've yeah. got that squared away. Kyle is absolutely the alpha in that relationship with the other women. I think that they want her back so they can maintain majority rule. They just and they don't care that it's not good TV. Lisa Rinna, who seems very focused on what will make good TV, regardless of what it will do to the people on said TV. I think she wants her back because she knows that it's a power move for their weird fucking majority. It sucks. Well, yeah. I mean, like, even just Rena coming so hard for Kathy Hilton is very odd to me because, <sighs> again, like, Kyle, you're, that's your sister. And I, and I, and I, it's weird. Like, I, I don't know. I guess I just, like, it's so interesting to me. And I'm, look, I know, like, I understand dynamics and family. Your family doesn't have to be your best friend. I absolutely am the first person to agree with that. It just seemed like they had that moment with the TV trays and crying and being like, we wasted so many years and all. It was everyone's crying, right? We're all crying mm-hmm. over it. I need to watch that to again. To let Lisa Renna sort of like usurp that just feels really weird. Yeah, here's the question that I want Andy to ask that I bet he will because he's like a master class at these at the BH reunion specifically but I want him to ask Kyle who is coming in the way of her relationship with Kathy, Rinna or Garcelle because the way that Kyle came so fucking hot for Garcelle for saying God forbid that she has a friendlier relationship with her sister when they weren't talking at that point and yet seems very comfortable in having Rinna be her translator slash usurper usurper I, I I just use it but I think it's right maybe whatever fine sometimes words, I just say words, words are, that sound words right don't, words don't matter okay <laughs> don't worry about it no that's um, a good question you should actually tweet that now in in advance of the reunion so he has it First, number one question. Do you know, I have been off Twitter for years and I saw um, Rachel Bloom Instagram that she just started her Twitter account again because otherwise you lose it or something after a year, which I didn't know was a thing. So I logged into my Twitter account because I was like, oh, I guess even though it's been multiple years, it's all gone. Like I still have my handle, but it's all gone. I had... Like Roxanne Gay tweeted me when she was on. I couldn't retweet any of that shit because I didn't have. Well, she like hashtag Annie Scrolls because my account was like, I don't have any of that fucking shit anymore. That's weird. I know. But do I want to be back? Definitely don't. But I want to remember some memories kind of before I go offline again. If anybody's working for Twitter, first off, run. I'm so sorry. I'm sure that there are safe spaces. It is not at that frame of work. But if you are still there hiding from Elon Musk, please let me know how to get back some of my sass. Because that would be actually kind of fun to see what awful things I was saying about Teddy several years. Oh, no, I wouldn't have known her at that point. Maybe. Maybe I was aware. Maybe I'm a witch. Because I don't tweet at all. I use Twitter purely just to, like, you know, be a troll. Not troll, but, like, research, you know. And I don't 
don't tweet anything and nothing's really been deleted. Is it because I'm I'm logging in to do it? Is that why? Yeah, like I haven't I didn't log in for a year. <laughs> and nobody told me that that wasn't a good idea. I mean, I it still was, but someone from Twitter um, slide into my DMs on Instagram because I'm still not going to check Twitter and um, let me know. Listen, Kiki Monique, I could talk to you all day. You know, I'm obsessed with you. You have gone ultra viral this spring. I feel like it's summer, but it's people keep telling me it's spring still, which is very weird to me. But anyway, this year, month situation stuff. And I highly encourage that if people are not following you on social, they literally must because they're absolutely missing out. Can you tell the AGs a little bit about what they can find on your social as well as on I'm sorry, one of my absolute favorite pods? Well, you know, I'm sorry. We talk about like celebrity missteps. It's a lot of pop culture things that are happening. Um, and we're mostly just breaking down the nuances of like people who have been canceled or who owe apologies. And so it's really just fun, fun talk. Um, and then my Instagram, you know, again, more pop culture talk. We do a lot of deep dives when we get into it. Um, and uh, lately, it's been a lot of court talk, pop culture yes. trials. <laughs> so we have um, a lot of things to get through. I mean, we have the Jen's trial trial. We, Erica Jane will be ongoing and seeing what happens with her and Tom. I mean, he just got disbarred, so he, he owes all that money. So, yeah. So lots of Bravo, lots of, lots of reality shows, and uh, lots of me. I love that. I love lots of you. And guys, for a little bit extra of me, join the Andy's Girls Patreon. Number one way to support the pod. $2 a month gets you my love and sass. $5 a month gets you two bonus episodes. $10 a month gets you four bonus episodes and invites to special Zoom key keys that happen seasonally. And some new Patreon episodes that went up. A one hour plus episode with James LaRosa. A Satchel Spectacular. That Dubai cast Q&A um, is up as well well that patreon ags have exclusive access to and speaking of access to fun things andy's girls live throwing our first ever virtual live show co-hosted by og of the ag damien bellino with content that is not going to be um put on andy's girls classic and p.s it's june 23rd 15 tickets on sale now at 8 30 p.m eastern standard time and this is a show that is time zone friendly you can get um tickets on demand which means you can watch the show at your leisure a full week following june 23rd so we have really made sure that all of our international ags and and ags who might have plans which are um a thing that i've heard of now and again uh, are able to support the event would really appreciate it ag live again live from the office, june 23rd 15 dollars tickets on sale now at loopedlive.com that's l-o-o-p-e-d-l-i-v-e.com can't wait to sass with you again and kiki monique died for you talk a shame did we shame talk anybody today yeah, just a little bit just a little bit all right good good we met our quota all right guys hope you are all hanging in and we will chat with you soon Bye bye